I'm Michael Statham and you're listening to the Studio Podcast. Essays, observations, stories and therapy sessions from an emerging artist. This is episode 5, Isn't It Supposed to Get Easier? Take a look at where you've been and how you've come so far. No matter where you find yourself, you're always where you are. Go anywhere you go, do anything you do. Hello and welcome back to the Studio Podcast. This is episode 5 of season 1. Before I begin the show today, I'd just like to take a moment to thank listeners for all the kind comments and remarks that I've had about the podcast. I'm really pleased that this project has been so well received by everyone. At the outset, I wanted to record something that was not only relatable to other creatives starting out on this road, but also to those returning to making art after taking a long break from it. So I hope that I've gone some way towards achieving this. Sometimes I can get a little bit personal with the show's content, so I was acutely aware that this might not be up everyone's street. But from the comments I've had, that appears not to be the case, and it seems to be going down quite well. So thank you everyone, I'm so very grateful. Of course, if you could all continue to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be just great as it helps to boost the audience a little. Now, on with the show. I don't think that anyone would dispute that being able to make art is a luxury. Often it's a thing you do when you have enough food on the table and somewhere safe to rest your head. It's a practice that you pursue when the immediate necessities have been taken care of, or at least have been catered to sufficiently to no longer be considered a burden. I'm in no doubt that those of you who get to create on a regular basis know this all too well, and are fully aware of the privileged persona that pursuing an artist's lifestyle can portray to others. From the outside, we're often considered as being eccentric, aloof, wacky, adventurous, arrogant and reclusive. Any of these labels, and many others no doubt, might be accurate, but to assume this is the case is like assuming that because I'm up to my neck in water that I can swim, which I can't. But despite the outward appearance, this is not an activity that is undertaken because the end result is an easy life. For anyone who intends to play this game for any length of time, and, as alluded to by Malcolm Gladwell, they have logged the prescribed 10,000 hours, they could be excused for thinking that the sum of those hours will equate to that easy life. Although, arguably, 10,000 hours is an arbitrary marker of achievement. It's clearly not the amount of hours that is important. Rather, it's making the most of the time we have available, which ultimately counts. Working smarter, not harder, comes to mind, but that's a discussion for another day. During those 10,000 hours, you will have probably developed a working formula that you employ time and again. You take comfort from that formula and accept the familiarity of the end result. After a while, you should be accustomed to your tools, your medium and your chosen techniques. You should be able to fluently speak their language or at least be able to interpret their message and produce work that you can be proud of and be willing and able, if lucky, to exhibit. In essence, over time, the process, if nothing else, becomes familiar and comfortable. It becomes second nature. It becomes reflex. It becomes easier. Because... Isn't this all supposed to get easier? The more we do a thing, the easier it becomes, right? As artists, aren't we supposed to reach a point when the work is no longer a battle between the materials, the subject and our hands not doing what our minds think they ought to? Aren't we supposed to sit back and rest on our laurels, basking in any small amount of success that we have achieved? For a while, perhaps. But no matter how deserving the success might be, it shouldn't be allowed to get in the way of further development and exploration. 
It should never be enough for anyone to simply be satisfied with an end result. Some might be content to settle for what they've made, but I'm a little restless, which I guess is both blessing and a curse. On any given day, there are so many ideas running through my head that it often feels like my mind is stuck in a traffic jam on the M25. You know, when you spend so long looking up the rear of the car in front that it becomes too familiar and you become acutely aware of every rust spot and that it hasn't seen the inside of a car wash in the last six months. A case of familiarity breeding indifference and you find yourself impatiently waiting to get past it to see what's ahead. I'm like that with ideas. They line up nose to tail, waiting for their turn in the spotlight and the chance to get in front of the queue. But I can spend so long planning and exploring an idea that before long it comes close to losing its appeal and I'm eager to get past it onto the next big thing, which just gets waved through to take pole position. And so the cycle continues. A quick note here for those listeners not in the UK, you might want to Google M25 to see why it's often referred to as Britain's biggest car park. Last episode I mentioned the roll call of commandments that I have on the wall of my studio, designed with intention to keep me on the straight and narrow. The final bullet point on that list being a reminder to create like a shark. This acts as a reminder to myself to never stop making and to never accept familiarity as the end game. I've since added a footnote to this, which reminds me never to become so overwhelmed with ideas that I become swamped under their weight. I do try to work on several paintings at one time though, but these tend to share similarities that make them relate to each other. This way I'm operating under one mindset, rather than having to switch hats to accommodate the needs of an entirely different project, because sometimes it's difficult for me to flip between projects of differing formats and objectives. For instance, I have a batch of 100 vintage postcards that I found and bought from a collector on eBay. And by vintage I mean each one is over 100 years old, Each one has been written on and has endured its journey through the Royal Mail, each proudly bearing its frank mark as a Medal of Honour for making it through the ordeal. My original intent was to use these as services on which to paint or collage or something. In all honesty, I'm still debating what to do with them. Yes, I know it's a derivative idea and I myself have seen wonderful paintings and artworks produced on reclaimed items such as vintage books and postcards. But still, it's new to me so I'm determined to do something with these. At least that was my intention when I brought them over a year ago. At the time I loved the idea of this, but it soon took second place to something fresh and new. Then it was relegated to third place, and so on until it stopped being an idea and just became a stack of postcards from before the Great War. They're glaring accusingly at me from my desk right now. But as I've said, the cycle continues and these have now resurfaced on my infinite mental to-do list. The problem is they're pushing out other things that I really need to get on with. I'm not really a disorganised person by any means, but when it comes down to making things, I'm literally like a kid in a sweet shop, or when I was little, like a kid in a comic book shop. Having all this choice can be far worse than having little or no choice at all. What a dilemma. But it's only first world problems, so perhaps I should stop prevaricating and just get on with it. I've tried making project lists and prioritising the work, but to be honest, I just forget to read them. 
that tend to go unnoticed even when they're right in front of my face. When it comes to spending time in my studio, I seem to have a blind spot for prioritising, which if you ask anyone who knows me is generally not the case. Making lists just doesn't grab my attention. Perhaps I could get Alexa to remind me to move on to something else every hour on the hour, though I'd probably unplug her after the first couple of reminders. Note to self, must try harder. Except I'd probably forget to read that note too. So it's not just a matter of painting pretty pictures, and it's more than just showing up in the first place. And according to Malcolm, you have to put in enough hours to become intimately familiar with your process. There is also the acquisition of ideas and employing the discipline to keep the ideas in line and under control. But remember, you are allowed to change your mind. Don't beat yourself up about not finishing a project because it'll either get done another day or it won't, as simple as that. And when you do finally begin, not everything that you make will be of gallery quality. That alone is a rarity in my studio. But remember that the failures go on to fuel the successes. No one can perform at 100% all of the time. Even David Bowie had his off days. Anyone remember The Laughing Gnome or Tim Machine? Not his finest work, I think you'll agree. If I've learned anything recently, it's this. When you find yourself overwhelmed by your own creative goals, just take a step back and reevaluate the situation. Don't always listen to the ideas that shout the loudest. Sometimes the smaller, quieter ideas need to be heard. Just use these as a palate cleanser, if you'll excuse the pun, then move back to those big ideas when you and they are ready. I guess what it all comes down to is don't sweat the small stuff. Just remember that sometimes creative work is hard, and in the end, you have to make peace with the fact that it might not ever get any easier. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. You can subscribe to the podcast for free on all major podcast platforms. Please let your friends know about the show. It might be something that they'd like to listen to as well. And also don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts as this will help others to find the show. You can find me on the web at mixstatham.com, on Instagram and Facebook at michaelstathamart, and on Twitter at mikestathamart. Also, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, I've created the hashtag MakeItShowIt to help listeners share with the creative community and make all of your great work easy to find. The music for this podcast is called Walking Back by Aaron Sprinkle, with incidental music called Golden Years by Shimmer. Both are licensed from soundstry.com. I'm Michael Statham, and you've been listening to the Studio Podcast. <laughs>